Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 22nd day of October. I'm Paul White. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. It is Saturday, and that means we are going to give you a little heads up on the sermon that drops tomorrow across all of our platforms, paulwhiteministries.com, Facebook, YouTube, uh, our YouTube page, by the way, PWM, subscribe. You'll get all of our videos. Uh, Video uh, not available tomorrow for this sermon. It's just audio. This was a message we did with our friends in Chapin. We, We met with them on a uh, a Sunday afternoon recently, they have a weekly meeting there. We don't normally go over for the weekly meeting. We go for the monthly, but we went over for the weekly, and I had a word I wanted to share. I will save the the, the intro to this sermon for the sermon itself, because I actually tell the crowd why we're covering this topic. Uh, and the sermon is called Grace Fundamentals. And so to to uh, I won't again won't go into all the reasons why I just will say this that I do think this will be the kind of message that people can go look for when they want to know about this thing many call the message the message of grace or for lack of a better term uh, or when you just want to know about grace what does it mean grace fundamentals is a sort of a, a remake of a sermon we did quite some time ago called everyday grace. And this was me preaching it a decade later through the lens of where I am today. I think it'll be one that you will enjoy immensely and one that you might want to share with those who wonder what this grace thing is all about. Look for Grace Fundamentals tomorrow at paulwhiteministries.com. Wherever you get your podcast, it will post tomorrow full-length sermon. Speaking of tomorrow, I am in Poplar Bluff, Missouri this weekend and will preach tomorrow morning at the Southside Church in Poplar Bluff on Arthur Street. This is where my dad is the pastor and we're going to be there at 10.30 a.m. Central Time. And that segues into today for this reason. I'm not going to tell you exactly what I'm going to preach tomorrow, but I can tell you it will be along the thought Um, of today's podcast. Today, we're talking about, for the third consecutive day, and the final day, by the way, the line from the creed, he descended to the dead, or he descended into hell. And though I'm not really going to make that the focus of our message tomorrow in Popper Bluff, it is going to deal with Christ going to the cross and how we meet him there. And It's going to deal with the fact that what he was actually doing was overcoming all of our bondages to sin and to the devil. And the work of Christ is a victory that intends humanity. I'm sorry. The work of Christ is a victory that puts man into the place that God intended him to be. And that's another look at the descent into hell. The last couple of days, we've looked at possible interpretations of what it means that he descended to the dead. Today, I want to give you what I think was the early church's version of that and one that we ought to really consider. And to do so, I want to read from Ephesians chapter 4, beginning in verse 8, down through verse 10. Therefore, it is said, when he ascended on high, he made captivity itself a captive. He gave gifts to his people. When it says he ascended, what does it mean but that he also descended into the lower part of the earth. 
He who descended is the same who ascended far above all heavens so that he might fill all things. And of course, this is that moment where we get him making captivity captive, which is truly a quote from the Old Testament, by the way. Psalm 68 says that captivity will be made captive. Paul sees Christ's death on the cross as the moment when captivity is made captive. And he says he ascended, but he had first descended into the lower parts of the earth. And when a lot of us think of Christ's death on the cross, we think of it as a work of Christ, a work of God as an expression of love in which sin has put us in the position of a debtor and Jesus comes as a man and pays the sin debt so that man can A, come back to God, B, receive everything God has for him. And that seems like the gospel message in a nutshell. It might surprise you to know that that expression really doesn't show up for a long time in Christian writings because the early church saw what was wrong with humanity as the bondage to sin and the bondage to the devil, and they saw the work of Christ as victorious over those bondages. And they saw that victory as so complete that God had freed the human family from bondage to sin and to the devil. It doesn't mean people didn't sin. It doesn't mean people weren't swayed by the devil, but captivity itself had been made captive. And so they saw the descent to the dead as the conquering moment of Jesus. Uh, It's why early Christians would write that they saw the work of Christ as having, quote unquote, killed death. Um, In fact, a lot of early Christian writers saw the death of Christ as having liberated us from the power of evil and have set on course a brand new humanity. Listen to the second century Christian writer Irenaeus. For he fought and conquered, and through obedience doing away with disobedience completely. For he bound the strong man and set free the weak, and endowed his own handiwork with salvation by destroying sin. In another place, Irenaeus says this, He caused man to cleave to and to become one with God. For unless man had overcome the enemy of man, the enemy would not have been legitimately vanquished. And again, unless it had been God who had freely given salvation, we could never have possessed it securely. So if you think about it in those terms, what what the creed says about the descent of Christ into hell or descended into the dead is more than he just he died, so he went into the ground. It's more even than Jesus preaching to souls waiting. It's the essential part of salvation because it's Christ going into the very headquarters of everything against us to destroy it from the inside out. He, he went in, I like how one writer says, he went in like a time bomb. And then on the third day, Boom. That leads us to the Creed's next line tomorrow, and you know it's all about resurrection. We'll see you then. God bless.